Hi everyone, welcome to the Mindset Mastery Podcast, where I come out with motivational and practical tips to help you live a life of honest impact. Because I believe that living a life of honest impact means that you live a more efficient life, more aligned to your meaning, value, and purpose, giving you more happier moments. I hope you're all having a fantastic day so far. In today's podcast episode, I really want to highlight some of the things that I have learned so far during this whole coronavirus outbreak, or more specifically, this COVID-19 outbreak. Now, this is a pandemic that is affecting the way we live, and many of us have been cooped up inside because we have been ordered by our governments to make sure we instill aggressive social distancing and or quarantine if we show symptoms for coronavirus. And so with that in mind, this has forced us, this has forced industries, this has forced markets to stop and just do things differently in terms of what they usually do. And so this has something to do, or this affects our mental health. This affects our social capacity, our mental capacity and our psychological capacity as well to do things and think about how we need to move forward in the future. And I'm sure many of these conversations have cropped up before. It forces us to think differently. Now, and I'm going to say, unfortunately, not everyone is going to think differently. That may be a good or bad thing, actually, but not everyone's going to think differently. And when I say differently, that different is shaped towards positive, progressive transformations, positive, progressive change, things that will allow us to live a more effective, more impactful and positive life as a collective. And so there are certain things that I have observed that really highlight things that maybe I need to change myself or even as a society we need to change. So the first thing is I've learned that the only thing that we have is our mind. The only thing that we have is our mind. As my friend quite rightly put it, we're not secure. Like there's no security. But if you are sure about what you know, if you're sure about what you believe, If you're sure about how you feel, if you're sure about the values that you hold, i.e. the things that are important to you, you are less likely going to be interrupted by the situation that is happening outside of your bodily experience. You are less likely going to not necessarily be phased, but you're going to have more of an objective and neutral approach because you know what sort of established set of attitudes you need to carry in order to stay true to your principles, to your values and to your meaning and your sense of purpose. And so it's so important to develop and train your mind. I said this before in a previous episode, there's no point checking out all these motivational videos when there's no crises to not then instill these principles when there is a crisis, when there is a pandemic. And so the only thing we truly have is our mind, what we believe of ourselves and what we believe in terms of our past, our future and our present. But the the one thing that really does exist is this current moment in time. And so this current moment is the most important thing. So the first thing is the only thing we have in this world is our mind, how we perceive things. The second thing is, this is truly a chance to think about what you truly want in life. And so we don't do enough introspection as a society. We may do this individually. Some of us may use the Calm app or Headspace app to meditate. But what sort of introspection do you do? What sort of deep analysis, what sort of active questioning or deep meaningful questions do you have to yourself in order for you to understand how you should maneuver? What way should you move? Because this crisis, this pandemic, 
is forcing us to think about loads of many things, our relationships, what we like doing, our workspace, our hobbies, our business, how we operate stuff. Like it's making us think about things differently. And so with that in mind, it's very, very, very important to make sure that you think about some of the following questions. And here are some of the questions. And just to give you some background, these are some questions I developed when speaking to someone actually on Instagram. And so for me personally, questions really revolve around what does this actually mean for me as an individual? What does this mean? Because like, am I going to continue on this course? Like, how does it affect me as an individual? Is it something that is a big deal? Is this something that is not such a big deal? Does it change the way I do stuff? So that's the first thing. The second thing is more around what can I learn from this? What are the things that I can learn? You know, is this just going to be a one hit wonder where it just kind of like rolls over and I don't really learn anything from it? Or are there real learnings that I can get from it? The third thing is, how can I be a better person from this experience? This is humbling for many people, whether they like it or not. And so with that humbling experience, it gets you to think about who am I as a person? Like, who do I want to be? What values do I want to exude? And I've spoken about values in previous sessions, pre-pandemic. And number four, what opportunities can I take advantage of? I know there are many people talking about financial opportunities, people talking about really capitalizing on technology and the internet and online and all these other beautiful things that existed beforehand. But again, with a pandemic, it focuses your mind and it crystallizes your sense of purpose and meaning, or it forces you to at least think about those things. So it's given me a chance to think about what I want my life to look like. The third thing is, it got me thinking about what was I relying too much on? What was I relying too much on? Was I relying too much on my job? Was I relying too much on other people? Was I relying too much on socializing to actually make me feel happy? Because if you really think about it, when you just have your mind, you just have yourself. And when you just have yourself, you just have your truth. And many people are not happy living with their truth because it means they have to get something sorted. It means they have to do something. It means they have to change. Most people don't want to change because they're comfortable in the positions that they're in. They want to feel enough pain, but not too much pain to know that they're comfortable. And so with that in mind, this gets me questioning about what was I heavily relying my energy and fuel of happiness from? Because I want that to come from me. Okay, I want that to come from me. And if you're religious, you want that sourced from the almighty. And so with that in mind, it starts getting you to reframe the way you do things and start thinking about how you can generate energy, you can generate happiness. And you do that by doing some of these reflections. You do that by thinking about how life was before and how you want life to be and what sort of things that you want in place in order for you to move forward. It's thinking about what truly does matter. Okay, so the fourth thing is I've realized that there are some people who have reacted really badly to this and there are other people who have reacted really well. Now, everyone's situation is very different. Everyone has different circumstances. Everyone has different contexts. And so it's it's very difficult for me to give that blanket response. But assuming that you had individuals that had the same circumstances, there are some people who see a tint of red in their life and there are other people who see a tint of blue. 
In other words, some people are capitalizing on this and they're seeing this as an opportunity to grow as an individual. Business or personal development, it doesn't really matter. They see opportunities for growth. And then there are other people who are really feeding into or really allowing the media and other forms of hysteria to affect their lives so much that they, they don't do anything, okay? And so, of course, it's very different if you've got people affected by this and everything else. That's very sensitive and I can't judge those situations. But for those who don't and for those who are relatively neutral balance, there is an opportunity here to think about what can I do now to get me out of this season? What can I do now to prepare me for the next season? Because this is the season and I'm going to come on to this point later on. But it's knowing who do you want to be? I've, I've said this from the beginning and this may change. It may not be the same, but I have been relatively composed. It may be the fact that I work for the NHS, not frontline, but I'm quite aware of what's happening. I've been aware based on my previous role as a public health commissioning officer, specifically for immunizations. So I have an understanding of how this stuff works, but that may not be an excuse. I personally think it's because I've really delved deep into mindset management material. I've really delved deep into personal development material and it's enabled me to have the right resilience and fortitude to be this way. But that may not be the same for everyone. And so all I'm saying is I have observed people responding differently and that maybe says something about the sort of conditioning they've had beforehand in order for them to have that sense of resilience and molding in terms of their mind. But we recognize that everyone is different. The fifth thing is recognizing that there are many companies who responded to this very differently and their response should determine your future in that company or that job. In other words, if your company specifically responded badly in a sense that they don't want you to work from home or they were slow to actually get you set up from working from home or they didn't have the measures or infrastructure in place to get you working from home or they didn't have the legislation or the legal to make sure that you work from home or they didn't give you the right payout if you can't work from home and you had a job that doesn't allow you to do that or they didn't protect you in some sort of way. It says something about that company. And so you should start thinking to yourself when this is over or even during if you get the opportunity where do I want to be? What trajectory do I want for my life? What sort of company do I want to work for? What sort of values do I want them to exude? Because these are the vital questions that will determine the rest of your life. Okay, you may not be in a company for the rest of your life, but what I'm saying is you don't know how that's gonna shape things up. Maybe it's telling you that actually, I wanna do my own thing. I wanna actually start my own business. It may even say to you that actually, I don't think business is right for me because there's a lot of security that has been lost from this and there's been a lack of support in terms of making sure I'm off the ground. There are many small businesses right now that are heavily affected from this. Not even just small businesses, big businesses. If you look at the S&P 500, that has fallen by huge margins. But of course, this is predictable in any sort of huge market crash or scenario. And so it's understanding what that means for you as an individual. What does that organization mean in terms of your values and how they responded to this whole pandemic? The sixth thing is history has warned us of this. 
There's a book called The Fourth Turning by William Strauss, and it basically talks about the different types of generations that there are. And he mentions four different generations, okay, or at least turning points. The first is the prophet generation, the second is the nomad, the third is the hero, and the fourth is the, is the artist. And so the third generation, the hero generation, is the millennial generation, so to speak. And it's quite interesting that this millennial generation is synonymous, so to speak, to those who are actually involved in World War II. And they were also known as the hero generation as well. And yet we have gone through so many different trials and tribulations. Now, I'm not likening it to World War II. That was an atrocity. But there are many things that have happened. We've seen rapid change in technology. We've seen the things that happened with the Twin Towers and that changed up cybersecurity in a huge way. We, we saw the, the dot-com boom. We saw the 2008 crisis and the recession. We also had this whole coronavirus thing happening as well, or COVID-19, lots of change happening. We've even seen people like Bill Gates and other healthcare professionals saying we need to protect ourselves from a pandemic and it's more likely going to be some sort of biological substance. And in this circumstance, when I say substance, I'm not trying to be conspiratorial. I'm talking more specifically as some sort of virus. Okay. This is stuff that public health teams have been talked about for ages. This is stuff that health protection teams have been talking about for ages. But there are many people who don't believe in vaccinations. There are many people who don't believe that stuff like this is gonna happen and they live in a bubble. And there are many people like some of the anti-vaxxers who have partly been responsible for bringing back MMR in certain countries. These are all things that history has told us. History has repeated itself. And so when you look at history, you can start to see that things happen in cycles. Things happen in waves. And so with every down, there's an up. And with every up, there's a down. You have to understand how to respond behaviorally in those different seasons. And so understanding the seasons, understanding when it's summer, when it's spring, when it's autumn and when it's winter will help equip you with the first point that I made. Your mindset is everything. I'm telling you, without your mind, you're nothing. And so with that in mind, it's important for you to understand the different patterns and what history has taught us before, even if you're looking at the stock market, okay? Even if you're looking at the stock market as an example. The seventh thing is quite sad, um, depending on who you are, but not everyone's gonna change. And that's okay. Everyone has free choice, everyone has free will, but not everyone's going to change. It's not your responsibility to change people. It's their responsibility to change themselves. And so with that in mind, you have to understand where you're positioned. If you notice every single time I talk about this stuff, I'm always talking about what does that mean for you as an individual? How are you going to respond to that? You know, are, is this character building for you or is this character destruction for you? How are you molding yourself? So there are people who are not going to change. Who are you? The eighth thing is your health is super important. I can't stress this enough. There are going to be many people who are in lockdown or in social distancing or quarantine who by default are number one, going to feel quite low. Number two, because of what's going on with the supermarkets, won't necessarily be able to have fresh foods or have the right sort of meals. Number three, with that loneliness comes a sense of anxiety and depression. Number four, there is a lack of motivation. Number five, you're less likely going to be active and exercising, getting in your 10,000 steps or doing your exercise in the gym, which gives you that invigoration and energy. There are so many things that could go wrong. But if you have a plan, if you have the right fortitude and commitment, and if you develop that mindset, you can battle against that. 
you can go out for a jog if it's recommended within your country, such as the UK. You can actually do home workouts. You can actually be responsible and plan ahead in terms of when you buy stuff, if it's terms in terms of like ordering and stuff. Obviously, it's going to be difficult, but logistically, it's potentially possible. And so our health is more important. I remember I went to go get a banana in, a, in my kitchen. And I thought to myself, oh, I need to be quite conservative with how I eat things because we just don't know what's going to happen. But in my mind, I was like, why? I want to eat. And so I was like, food is thy medicine. Food is life. Food is important to me, more important to me than money or anything else. And it's a human need. It's a humanistic need right on Maslow's hierarchy at the foundation. And so it really focuses on the point that your health is super important. That's the one thing that you need. There's no point having all this money if you're not looking after your health. There are people saying this about money and that about money, but some of them are not looking after their health. And if you were to die at the age of 20, 30, 40, and we don't know when our time is up, obviously, what's that money going to do? Yes, you could talk about the fact that it could be legacy money and all this kind of jazz. That's great for those other people, but for you, it will mean nothing in that moment. So the ninth thing is that many of us thrive off connection. Many of us. And so you've probably seen a spike in things like the house party app or Netflix party or Skype or Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever it is. There's been a spike in all of this stuff because people want to connect. So I read this in the book Conversations with God and um, it's this idea that we need people and we don't need people at the same time. It's known as the divine dichotomy in the book, in the sense that it works together and against each other at the same time. And so with that in mind, the extroverts are feeling it right now. The introverts are loving it. The ambiverts are here and there. But if you can create opportunities to connect with people online, whether that's the house party app or WhatsApp call, whatever it is, do it. FaceTime people, connect with people, create opportunities with people. These are all times to really capitalize on what we have right now. Now, obviously, with the more screen time you have, it has an effect on your brain, and your mind and everything else. You don't want to be too involved. But at the same time, it just highlights that people want to connect. And so after all of this, are you going to maintain this relationship? Are you going to maintain this style? Are you going to meet with people in person? How are you going to make sure that this craving and need to connect is as raw and as genuine and as authentic outside of this digital world? And the last thing is that there is a better way to live. There is a much better way to live. It's quite clear that since everyone's been in lockdown, pollution levels have gone down. Have you seen that? Littering levels have gone down. There is less crap in the air. There are some people taking up different sort of like activities such as yoga and all these other stuff. People are thinking a bit more efficiently and greener. People thinking about how they can streamline their technologies into their workspaces because there are going to be a lot of questions that have to be answered after this whole pandemic. So how are you going to continue that? And this is why it's important for you to plan and think about how you want to live your life. But this proves there's a better way to live.
Well, that's looking at our public health, looking at our healthcare, looking about how efficient we are, looking at how we pollute the earth and how we can reduce that, looking how we, we can be better at constructing our businesses and our processes and our legal around protecting ourselves from situations like this again. Imagine if we had the infrastructure to deal with this from the get-go. There are some countries that have done fantastically well and others who have lagged behind. And so that's something about the collective mindset and the society. But it takes one person at a time, one leader at a time, in order for things to actually change. Now, I was going to leave it at 10 things, but there's one more thing. The 11th thing is that the moment is the most important thing. The past and the future are figments of your imagination. There are parts of your scripts and schemas that have been developed based on your experiences. However, if you look at what time is, it's an infinitesimally, I can't even say it properly, but it's really small amounts of increasing moments of time, which includes the past, the present and the future. That's another fancy word of saying there's only space and there's only now. Now is only the thing that exists. Now is the only thing that matters. And so with that in mind, you have to understand if that is true, I need to be myself. I need to express myself. I need to be my true self. I need to be fully authenticated because if I am not, then I'm robbing myself of a lie based on imaginations that I've told myself. I'm believing in other stuff rather than believing in myself. And so with that sort of idea, it prevents you from moving forward. Success, true success is being yourself. That is the most important thing. And so this whole pandemic experience draws us into introspection and understanding that your mind as i said at the beginning is so important i hope you've really got value from this i hope you're being safe and i hope you're taking this opportunity to really endorse how you want to be as a person going forward in the future and obviously we know the future is now if there's anybody who you believe needs to listen to this share this with them you can also find me on Instagram at Michael Tabradi, also on LinkedIn at Michael Tabradi. And you can check out my socials. If you feel like you need coaching during this time, feel free to message me and we can have a conversation. The first session is free. And there afterwards, we have a conversation in terms of your commitments as well. I hope you have a fantastic day. Feel free to reach out. Take care. God bless. Understand, reach and expand. Peace.